Previously on the game of Rassilon. Hello, Miss Earhart. Would you like to go home? I... I don't know. That's fair. I have a few errands I need to run first. The Time Lords are... semi on my tail, but now that you're here, it's not as much of a problem. So I figured I would just, uh... relax a bit. One or two stops. You are at the grand opening of Disney. What? July 17th. 1955. You guys took me to Disneyland? This place what? is... What? A Mickey Mouse removes his head, revealing he is a Time Lord soldier. And you realize Main Street is covered in TARDISes described as lampposts and mailboxes and churro stands and mascot costumes. So Roman's going to uh, so carefully take Millie's hand uh, and take off his... Uh, the ring off of his finger, the silver ring with a dark stone. Tell the doctor I'm sorry. Then I'm going to push the crystal in, and the ring is a time ring, and I will spend all eight of my story points what? to send you through time. The, the energy of the time ring envelops Millie, and then you're aware of a rushing of air around you, and you realize you know where you are. You've seen it on displays in both the Doctor's TARDIS and Roman's TARDIS. You are traveling in the time vortex and you have no idea where or when you are going to turn How's everyone feeling about our season finale? I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, oh, <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not doing our we're doing a talk fo- we're doing a talk forward. We're yeah. not doing the game game Rassilon game. Yeah, we have to do we have to do that after we've recorded the finale. We can't discuss what will have going to have happened. Hold on, I want to record just a couple of like boilerplate reactions that we can use at any point. Okay, go for it. Whoa, when that happened. I was like, oh my god. I was not expecting that to come, and then it came, and I was like, whoa. When that twist happened, I was not ready. Do you have any? Y'all need Jesus. That's not my <laughs> contribution. Yes. We'll be, throw that in whenever you want to, just a little y'all need Jesus. Yes. Just <laughs> drop that straight in. Um, uh, I want to just real quickly thank Elderwood Academy for sending me this cool little uh, hardest book oh, yeah. that I got. So I'll get that out to do the uh, thank you to a lovely game site. Sent me their tar- their pol- technically police box spellbook. So there are no uh, there are no uh, copyright violations happening as far as I go. It's but, very yeah. nice. The cover, the front has that kind of that gorgeous. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, it, you know, because I was worried it wouldn't look like the, their spell books look so cool, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure it's going to look like a book because of the, the design. But it kind of vaguely feels like it's River Song's journal, which is a cool So, so yeah, if you're looking for a dice box and you're thinking about checking it out, well, whatever. I want to thank the good people at Coca-Cola, who didn't send me anything, but I do have a refreshing bit. Oh, it's empty. Screw Coca-Cola. <laughs> Screw Coca-Cola. You know what? Take it back. Well, I do want to thank the folks of LaCroix, because I'm still drinking at LaCroix, and it's tasty. So. Yes. 
That, that's the name of the alien race you'll be encountering. Yeah. The LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, they actually paid for this entire episode. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So we're back at Geeky Tees in Burbank, California to record the season finale of the Game of Wrestling. In front of a live studio audience. What? Now of Michael. <laughs> Hello. It's just Michael. He's the audience. We actually made him pay for his seat. You're doing time. great. It's gone. I mean, gonna... he's a character on the show. Though. Yeah, but we've got to recoup our costs somehow. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So, so Michael paid $700 for that seat. Wow. Yeah. And, uh. To put in that Galaxy's Edge money. Okay. I'm going to get to put yeah. together a lightsaber letter. Oh my God. It's pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> Oh, By the way, if anybody out there's got one of those passes left, uh, I know. call up your old buddy Michael. I will do stuff. Yeah, you- <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you can contact Michael at ben at thegameofrassalon.com. <laughs> I kind of wish that I had gone to Disneyland the weekend that Galaxy's Edge opened, because all reports told me that actual Disneyland oh, was yeah. a ghost town that oh, day. There was wow. like nobody in there. You could, walk, yeah. you could walk onto oh. every ride. And you could just punch Goofy. Mm-hmm. They wow! You, they let you run along the track for the Indiana Jones ride. You didn't even yeah. have to be in the car. You could just yes. They oh. even they even rollerblades. Let me go. <laughs> they even had a version of Splash Mountain that didn't have all the racist stuff in it. So. Yeah. Ooh, that was cool. What? No. I like that. Yeah, well, okay. if no one's around to see it, they just turn that stuff off and they cover it up with sheets and stuff. Yeah, good. No, no, cover, covering it with sheets is not a That's not gonna help. Yeah. That's not gonna help. You're right. No, I apologize. Wrong, wrong sheets. <laughs> yeah. The wrongest sheets. For the record, if you do ride that ride when they have taken all the racist stuff out, it's just abjectly terrifying. I don't know if anybody's done that, but it's just... Oh, it's just... like it's a small world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all just little beady eyes staring at you out of your nightmares. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of flames, and then suddenly you go over a cliff with no seatbelt. Um... Yeah, or if you're in It's a Small World, you're like, oh, it's the Philippines. That's weird. All right. <laughs> Good food. I like Why it. am I riding a log through an empty warehouse? <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Okay. Ugh. All right, so when last we met in this room, uh, the Doctor and Travis uh, had entered the TARDIS. Uh, you're currently standing in the TARDIS room, fresh from your encounter with the wire. And Doctor, you've just declared that you're going to find Millie. Yeah. What do you do? I find Millie, and everyone cool. is happy in the world. I spend my I spend two story points to find Millie. Millie is I yeah, two's, two's good. Uh, Millie, you're in the room. You're just in the TARDIS now. Huh. There. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And that's our finale, everyone. Thank you for listening to the first season of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Golf clap. Okay. What I actually do is I go to the TARDIS and I go to the control panel and mm-hmm. I actually start to try to like figure out if I can undo the randomizer. And Ooh. I step up next to the doctor and say, put me to work, tell me what to do, go for it. And then I blank stare at you because I don't know what you're good at and I don't know what to tell you to do right now. Um... I'm just here you to can make me. You can make me some coffee. Um, let's see, tea. You um, could clean up all the hats that are still on the floor of the you TARDIS. Can, yeah. You can oh clean yeah. Up, <laughs> clean up that mess. That'd be good because you know when Millie gets back, she'll want a neat and tidy place. Um, okay. Look, if you could just hold. So like maybe I like I like I ask you to hold like a spanner while yep. I try to like undo some bolts and screws. And try Absolutely. To, like, try to do it. And I, right. I, I'm talking to the TARDIS as I do it. I'm like, come on, girl. You know you don't want this on here any more than I do. Let's just let's make it work. Help me out here. All right. Uh, I'm going to have you do an ingenuity and uh, technology role. Uh, I know I have to give you some some buffs for this because this is TARDIS related. I think you get Vortex, right? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a plus two for Vortex. Okay. Um, what else do you have that could be of use? I mean, I'm already at a... So seven plus four plus two. So like, I'm already doing pretty good. I'm already at like... That's what... That's... That's six. That's thirteen right there. That's some math, yeah. So yeah, those are some numbers. Do you need me to add more to that buff? Do you think? No, that's a good starting point. Let's let's roll them bones. Yeah. 
Okay, that would be a... So I rolled on top of that uh, that 14, I rolled a 9, so I'm at a 23. That is a very good number. I do like that number. Um, you... So does Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> what a pull. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little tired from that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I own that film on DVD because Mandy got it for me for Christmas. Um, you, you, with some difficulty, you are able to wrench the, the randomizer from the TARDIS console, and the minute you do, the entire TARDIS just kind of rocks from side to side. You hear the cloister bell starting to ring as the TARDIS is, is pulled through the vortex. You are in flight, you, and you, uh, the, all the registers on the TARDIS are just kind of spinning and whizzing, and the displays are kind of staticky and, uh, you're not entirely sure where you're going, but you know you're going there. Yeah. Travis, you know what you can do for me? What? Hold on. All right. Hold on to whatever you can. Hold right. on to what you've got. All right. <laughs> the the sound of the TARDIS, the, the time rotor, ramps up. It gets louder and louder and faster and faster. So it sounds kind of like the way it does in the TV movie, which is wrong. It should never sound like that. Even, not even like it sounds bad and that means something's wrong, but just from a, a viewer standpoint, why did they do that? I don't know. Okay, well, just because I need to do this for my own self, uh-huh. uh, I'm running around the console and I'm grabbing random levers and twitches and I'm pulling them and I'm shouting things at Travis and I'm my, my coat is swinging behind me. It looks really awesome. I love it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Um, I am in awe. Travis is in awe because this is the first time that he's getting to see Dr. Pilot, the TARDIS, like, properly. And I'm saying things like, adjust the manifold and, and, and switch off the main thing. <laughs> no, that's best. Switch off the quantum fibrillator. You're, and, just, you're just pulling and, dialogue straight out of the show now. Yeah, that's at this great. point, yeah. Um, <laughs> Clip the wires on the core book. So there we go. <laughs> the classic core book. Yeah. I was reading core rule book, and I was like, I got to make this sound like not like core rule book. <laughs> As, Find the wayfinder. <laughs> as, as seen in the Macro Terra, there are there are sparks yep. and small pyrotechnic explosions happening around the console, around around the walls of the room. Sparks are flying. The room is 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 shaking and and it almost feels like the console room is 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 twisting, like the TARDIS itself is buckling. And then there is an almighty crash as the TARDIS. Uh, Arrives wherever it's arriving, and I need both of you to please do an athletics and coordination roll. Guess what? Clumsy, so I have to do this twice. Yes, you do. Yep. Athletics and what? Again? Athletics and coordination, please. Uh, that's an eight on my first, and uh, it's an eight because okay. <laughs> I rolled um, better the second time. Do I get anything for tough? Uh, I'll give you a. I'll give you a plus one for tough. Okay, so then I have an eleven then. Eleven. Okay. And you old mate? Yep. What about quick reflexes? I'll give you an extra point for quick Okay, I have 12 then. That takes you to a 12. Um, You both... What about... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, Both of you are... What about indomitable? No, I'm kidding. Uh, You're dead. You died. Okay, cool. And with no regeneration, it's just crazy. Now, Travis, it's just you. (gasps) (laughs) The doctor is dead. At the end of... There is a note attached to the doctor's jacket that says, if anything should happen to me, put on my coat, the reindeer will know what to do. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> and then there's a reindeer. I mean, the reindeer speaks. It's with Roman's voice. The Dr. Claus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys both fall um, pretty hardly to the ground as the TARDIS materializes with a, with a, with a womph. Um, and you actually take, uh, you guys both take a hit to your uh, strength. Okay. So uh, mark, mark a negative for 
negative one for strength for the time being. But you have arrived. Wherever it is you were heading, you have headed there. You are here. Okay. Oh, oh. That, that was fun. <laughs> that has been a while, but it is great. All right, let's do this. <laughs> right. And so I, I think I actually like at this point, I think I even like changed my coat. I think this is like a doctor changes her coat okay. movement. Like this is like a, like, so I kind of like, kind of like Good Man Goes to War type of vibe where like I find like a little, like maybe I like find that coat. Good Man Goes to War because yeah. I since my, <laughs> since my coat has constantly been like the outside of a doctor's look yeah. or whatever I think I find that coat and I put it on I dig it as as you're um, as, as you walk over to what she would just say it's on the coat hanger in the, the yeah um, you're noticing that the lights in the the, the console room are kind of flickering and, and, and dimming it's darker in here than, than it's probably ever been uh, when it still has power the lights are, are not maintaining like a, a solid consistent light mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 a little worry. It's a little yeah. worrying. You, you and you definitely get this vibe because of your connection to the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, you... I swing the monitor around to look mm-hmm. at it, and I'm assuming I my guess as a character is that I'm on Gallifrey, but okay. I'm going to see what the monitor says. Uh, right now there is uh, uh, insufficient power. Okay. To power the monitor, so you do not know um, where you are. But with your with your symbiotic connection to the TARDIS, uh, you're getting fear from okay. the TARDIS. The TARDIS. Uh, is 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 afraid of where she is, but she doesn't have enough power to leave. Okay, I kind of like rub my hand on the console, like in a like comforting way. The power comes back up and the TARDIS leaves. Yeah, that's the cool. end of your adventure. Yeah, and Millie was there the whole time. She was she was in the bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't go in there. I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep doing that joke. I'm gonna keep doing that joke because it's always great. It's a yeah. season one tradition. Yeah, you are you are where you are. Okay, what would you guys like to do? Um, I go Travis. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to get behind. Uh, sure. Uh, do you have any flashlights around here? Um, yeah, I think there's a torch somewhere around here. Um, and I like kind of like scoop around looking through like like drawers and stuff and in the in the coffee I shop. I think it time. makes yeah. I figure it makes sense that since there'd be like a little like an emergency kit, so there's like a yeah. you know flashlight and some tea bags yeah. because some it's, trail mix. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I I, I I take the flashlight <laughs> and I grip it almost like I'm like wielding it like a a, a broadsword um, <laughs> but I stand behind the doctor because I'm listening okay. right. and then I I like go to the doors and I I take a deep breath and then I uh, pull the door back I pull you are end. sucked into the vacuum of space and you die okay that's the last time I'm gonna make that joke. I, I bet it's not <laughs> I don't believe you. Oh, you know what? As I said it, I did not believe me either. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you you open the TARDIS doors to reveal a, uh, a city with a retro futuristic feel. All tall, metallic buildings, straight lines, and Art Deco curves. There are people on the street, humans walking to their homes and jobs and getting on with their day. The sun hangs in the sky like a bad joke, surrounded by a thin wisp of clouds, which provide almost no protection against the heat and you can see also two moons barely visible in the sky above this is not earth this isn't even a city either of you recognize and yet doctor you cannot shake the feeling that you have been here before this place is like the echo of a memory that you cannot place when you might have last visited this city or this planet um do I recognize the moons? Can I tell by where they are, what they look like? You get, you definitely feel like you should be able to recognize them, but when you try to place them, there's okay. There's so no. they're not like, for example, like Phoebus, and uh, they're not, not, not the Martian moons. No. Okay. Uh, Doctor, 
Um, any any idea where, when, what? I, I no. I, you're you're Travis. Yeah. Okay, got that down. <laughs> um, and I like. I like. Is there like a like people walking by me? Yeah, there are people just kind of walking past and not really paying any attention to the the TARDIS. Okay, I I, I look at someone. I go, "You there? You there? <laughs> what day is it? Boy, it's Christmas <laughs> Day. Why, sorry, it's yeah. Christmas." No, day. I. You know what I do? I don't do that. Um, I, I'm trying to keep a low profile at the moment yeah. as much as I can, even though yeah. I just arrived in the blue box. Um, and someone brought me here. Yeah. I go looking for like what might be like a newsstand or something that has like like a like a information ticker or something that has information. Okay. Um, there actually is something uh, kind of directly ahead of you in in clear view. You see large and looming on the side of a large dome structure a digital billboard, and right now it's showing the logo of the Staycation Dome, the the name of the structure it's attached to. And uh, on this on on this billboard, there's a figure, a woman with her back to the camera. And then she turns to look at the camera, smiling, and an upbeat jingle starts to play as she speaks. Come to the Staycation Dome, a world of infinite possibilities. Travel to any place at any time. Take on impossible foes and incredible fantasy adventures. Watch dozens of seasons of cancelled television shows. Anything's possible here. Trust me, I'm Amelia Earhart. Well, we found her. <laughs> Oh, uh, Doctor, what's a staycation? Oh, it's when people trick poor people into thinking they're having a better time than they are. Um, alright, um, we're going to find that. We're going to find there. I point to the sign. Yeah, conveniently, the sign is affixed to the side of the dome. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, dead I thought, I thought we were all on the dome, so the dome, yeah. is, dome is just what's in front of me. Yeah, you, okay. you're right in front of the staycation dome. Okay, so so I, thought, I thought you. we were inside the staycation dome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I go into the dome. All right. You guys head into the dome. You guys enter into, into this kind of lavish, uh, kind of lobby area. It's almost like the, the, the check-in area at a, at a, at an airport, but less oppressive. Um, it's, it's a, a kind of a cross, cross between a check-in at an airport and a hotel reception. There's a lot of, uh, like fine, like gorgeous marble flooring, people walking in with luggage, coming out with luggage. There are, there, there is kind of one long check-in desk. Um, and, uh, as, as you guys are entering, there is, there's a, uh, an elderly, uh, couple, uh, kind of walking past you, two women who are, uh, uh, talking about their respective experiences and, and what they should do next. Okay, I listen in a little bit. Yes, uh, so you hear, you hear one of these women say, well, we, you know, we always seem to go to separate vacations. Maybe next time we should do something together. What do you think, Rita? And then the other one says, uh, yeah, I think we should probably, you know, I'm sound almost exactly the same as you, but we won't dwell on that or lampshade it in any way. Yeah, next time maybe we could do something that is together, because, you know, I know it's harder because they've got to find somewhere where we both are, but, you know, I think it's worth the extra expense. Wait, ex- sorry, excuse me, um, hello, um, oh, lovely, um, oh, thank you. You look beautiful together. Oh, I thank just- you very much. So how does it work what do you mean you have to find somewhere where you both are oh do you not know how the staycation dome works i don't i'm new to town you're new to town i mean they market all over the place theory there are ads everywhere yeah you know what i'm unplugged i don't have social media anyway um so i just just in, 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 entertain me and uh the 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 other woman uh, she looks well they uh they they find a parallel 
Uh, is it is it a parallel universe, Anita? Yes, it is a parallel universe. Okay, that's what it, They find a parallel universe which meets the criteria that you... Are, you. So say you want a universe where you're a historical archaeologist or a, a, a space fighter or let's say there's a universe where you're some kind of dashing hero who travels through space and time, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Yeah, and then then uh, you you pay a, 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 a an upfront sum, and they just kind of pop you over there for uh, for the for the duration, for a few days, a couple of weeks, whatever you can afford. So this isn't like a virtual reality thing. Like you're literally transferred into a parallel universe. Oh yes, yes, it's very very state of the art, very modern. Travis is, like, silently shaking with joy and anticipation. <laughs> Seems very, very dangerous. Uh, so, question out of character. When she said archaeologist, was that you doing a thing, or is that was her, like, skipping while talking? That's like, her, that's her, that's her, uh, I will call that kind of a, a, a misunderstanding of how that word is spelled. Okay, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was listening to someone, like, like a computer suddenly no, that buffering. Was, okay. that was definitely an intentional, that's how she thinks the word is said. Okay. I just want to make sure, because I want to make sure you weren't dropping a hint that my character was like, yeah. uh, oh, okay. Um, no, she's one of those crazy people who thinks cholera is spelled with a U. Oh, Ugh. God. Can you imagine? She's the kind of person who says, per psychological. <laughs> Whatever. I got what I wanted out of that conversation, which was modern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. He's very undead. Um, it's a very modern man. Um, secret, secret. We've got a secret. And I'm going to find out what it is. So I go to the front desk, and I say... Hello. The uh, the rep there. You ha- there's uh, there's a woman with a, a blue suit and tie. She's wearing smart black shoes and she has a photo ID clipped to her belt, and she has short hair which swooshes to the side, creating a sort of asymmetrical look. And she's also holding a small thin. So she's bisexual. Tab- got it. She's bisexual, and she's t- she holds a small thin tablet that appears to be made of a sort of a lilac tinted glass, but the screen is obscured and blurred from when viewed from behind. And she says, uh, "Oh, hello. Are you are you here for the tour?" Um. Yes, uh, that sounds perfect. I'm here for the tour. Great. Well, um, we have a tour group that's uh, just ready to go. If you want to head over to the uh, to checkpoint B, and uh, we'll give you a tour of the dome. Do we get to meet Amelia on the tour? Uh, it, assuming she's available, you know, we don't, we don't. She's not always available. You know, sometimes she's uh, she, as a, as a spokesperson for the company. She's. She travels around. Oh, we're big fans of hers. Big, yeah. big fans. Yeah. Look, we, we actually met her before. So. Yeah, we get a lot of fa- In fact, if you want, there's a gift shop. Uh, you can buy yourself an Amelia Hart doll. There are figurines. There are postcards, collectibles. She's very popular. Okay. Well, we'll take a look. Well, come on the tour first. And then we'll Marvelous. Yeah, just head over to Checkpoint B, and I'll be with you in just a moment. Okay. We head to Checkpoint B? Yeah, you head. You walk over to Checkpoint B, which kind of... Uh, there's. It's like... Um, uh, there are like designated areas again, kind of like an airport where there's there's signage that says A and B, and it's just where the, these different tour groups are get gathering. Okay. Um, and as you approach the group, the the, the people waiting in, at the the tour the tour gathering points don't necessarily seem to be quite as as done up and and like well to do as the people who are going on the vacations. That maybe for them this is as close as they're ever going to get to actually you know, using the staycation dome. <laughs> and uh this, Are there any yeah. like brochures and flyers and stuff like that about the actual program? Like about Um there's a lot of QR codes on the wall that you okay. can scan with a smartphone. <laughs> okay. Um then what I had to spend a story point... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it 2004? It's not 2004. Oh. 
would I have to spend a story point to start scanning those with my with my Sonic? Because I just wanted to give myself something to read. While yeah, we were yeah. I mean, if you want to if you want to bloop them, then then the da- we can just have the data appear on the Game Boy screen because okay. why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not gonna let have I'm not gonna have you waste story points on that. But okay. yeah, um, you 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 bloop it, and all of the information appears on the Game Boy screen, okay. and it's just it's mostly historical information. The Staycation Dome was established 20 years ago. Okay. Um, the it's state of the art uh, interdimensional uh, universe. Uh, traveling technology, they transpose you. A lot of what was already said to you by, uh, by, by Vito and Anita. Um, it doesn't go into a lot of the science because of marketing. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all very, it's designed, it's a kind of pamphlet and marketing spiel that's designed to make you want to spend money on it. Doctor, um, Millie has a Game Boy. Can you use your Sonic to sort of Hone in on the signal using mine, and we have like a milli detector. Now, Travis, why wouldn't you bring up that Millie has a Game Boy when Millie went missing previously? Because I only just thought about. I didn't. It, this is used for games. I mean, but if we're in the same area, I thought maybe it could like point an arrow which way she might be. I, 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 I don't know. This is all very new to me. Game Boys aren't that new to you. You'll feel you'll a Game Boy boy. All right. Um, <laughs> you literally had a you fought for the safety of the universe on a Game Boy, and now you're like, oh yeah, by the way, we have one. Great. Um, <laughs> I want you to search through and find any reference to Epoch Talent because I think this sounds very, very familiar to what we experienced the day that I met the two of you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll see how fast I can read this little screen, but yeah. And I do that. I start data mining very slowly. <laughs> uh the copyright information on the foot of the uh of the brochure uh, rep- uh says uh e- the epoch consortium uh are there any signs of uh russell turner because i don't remember what happened to him uh he's not mentioned in any of the okay. promotional materials no uh, um i want to check the year that we're currently in against the year that other stuff other events happened um you can definitely tell it's it's 51st century yeah it's been about it's been about maybe 25 years since okay. since the museum incident. Okay. All right. Um, okay, Travis, keep an eye out. I, I, I mean, chances that we're going to meet some old friends here are slim because of the time difference, but who knows? People have long lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, longer as time goes on. So. And uh, the representative in the, 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 the bisexual in the blue suit approaches you and she says, Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Jesse, and uh, if you guys are ready to follow me, we're going to go on a tour of the staycation dome. Sounds good. <laughs> Yay, staycation! Yeah, the, the staycation, re- all I ever wanted. <laughs> if you sing the next one of that, we will have to pay. That's why a I stopped. Fee. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I know what I'm doing. So, uh, my first rodeo. So Jesse walks it's not uh, even a towards. It's not. It's not a rodeo at all. It's oh, a yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's very easy to get those two things mixed up. Yes. Jesse starts. She walks towards a set of double doors that begin to slide open. Uh, they don't go shunk shunk, unfortunately, much to the disappointment of nardles everywhere. Uh, but the tour group begins to follow her as the, as you walk down this. Uh, uh, this fairly wide hallway, um, uh, past, uh, initially past the R&D division. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's this kind of this large glass window. It's kind of like when you, uh, in Jurassic Park, when they're in the, uh, mm-hmm. when they're in the thing that rotates. Yeah. And she's kind of, she's, she's talking about the R&D and the, the process that they went through to, uh, develop this technology. And you, you see a team, a small, a relatively small team, maybe three or four scientists, um, kind of working. What would be the next iteration of this technology? And one of them, uh, a woman who is kind of, uh, 
kind of portly and round-faced with, with square frame glasses perched on the end of her nose and a mess of brown hair tied up haphazardly into a ponytail at the back. Uh, just kind of looks at the tour group and, and just kind of waves uh, a little bit. I wave back. And she waves it. She looks at you and she waves. I wave at her too. And she looks at you and she waves. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Jesse's just kind of talking about the history of the company and, and, uh, uh, but, but it's difficult to really listen to what she's saying because on the other side of the wall is a door that says restricted access. Um, and she's, she's trying, she's continuing walking down this hallway with the tour group. Mm-hmm. Um, and all there is is the door. Um, Travis, um, take a Game Boy and go with the tour group. And, you know, uh, if they ask where I went, just say that I went to the loo or something. So just do that. And uh, I will catch up with you later. And I, if you have your Game Boy, if I need to reach you, I will use that to talk to you. You got it. And I rejoin the tour. Alright, the tour group continues down and kind of, the, the hallway kind of bends to the right and, uh, you, you bend with them. Now, after I've left blue haired Jesse, am I gonna run into purple haired James at any point? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, Jesse. I will, I will give you one of my story points for that. <laughs> Jesse stands on the other side of the door kissing a rose. Uh, it's not grave adjacent, unfortunately, but that's two references, two 90s pop culture references. That's one, my job. Yeah, well, you're not here anymore. You were the tour, so I've got to wow. f- I've got to fill the void. There's a vacancy. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, the tour group has left, and it's just you standing in front of this restricted access door. Okay. Um. So then I am going to just try it first, see if it's unlocked, because a lot of times they're more they're not as secure as they think they should be. It is. Uh, it is locked. Okay. Um. Is it deadlocked? No. Uh, so I will try to pick it. You want to pick the lock? Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me. Let's see. Uh, I have a lot of pockets. Uh, I'm gonna say that this is ingenuity, and because it's a big sci-fi door, technology. Okay. And feel free to give yourself any buffs based mm. on your traits. I will use resourceful pockets to give myself a buff that I have, like, lock picks in my pockets. Yeah, that or, like, like, bobby pins or something. Yeah, I'll give yourself a, a plus two for that. Okay. So, plus two. So it's gonna be... Okay. Well, that is only going to be a 28. Oh, sorry, 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, I've only rolled a 28. Yeah, 18. Um, the door turns to dust as, no, uh, the... It's fine, I can go through it then. <laughs> um, uh, you kind of, you kind of jimmy at the, the, the kind of the, the touchscreen keypad at the side with your various tools and implements and, uh, there's a pfft as the door slides open, uh, revealing, uh, not, I guess nothing you were really expecting unless you were expecting this, in which case exactly what you were expecting. Um, it appears to be, uh, kind of a large warehouse space in which there is a, uh, a shanty town. Um, it's full of repurposed cargo containers that have all been heavily modified into homes, and there are people from various worlds here. There are mostly uh, humans, Zygons, and Silurians, but there are also oh some my. some other. <laughs> oh, I hate you. And there are <laughs> some <laughs> other species. I that. <laughs> there are some other species as well. There's a handful of sensorites. There are some ood, both processed and not. How many sashes the sensorites have? None, no sashes. No, not, not in charge. No, 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 no one's in charge. Um, and there are even, f- there are even a few adipose just kind of milling about. 
Um, and, uh, you see, um, the, the back of someone's head. And it's the back of a head you've already seen today because you saw it on a billboard. It's very clearly Millie. And she's talking to someone, but you can't see who she's talking to. Okay. So she's not right in front of me. She's like, no, okay. she's like, if you, like, if there's, if this is like the quote unquote, like main street of this shanty town, she's kind of in the middle of it. Okay. So here's my in character suspicion of what's happening mm-hmm. right now. I think that what's happened is that when they send people to these alternate universes, mm-hmm. they end up like having the person stuck here whose life they entered into. And so now they've had to like collect all these like refugees from these alternate universes and they're all like in like this like massive waiting room. Basically. It's like the quantum leap waiting room. But like they don't get to leave it. That makes sense. Well done. So I don't know if that's actually what's happening, but that's my theory as a doctor right okay. now. So um so I go looking around and I kinda like I'm not hundred percent sure this is our Millie. So I am, I don't want us to walk right up to her and be like, hey, Millie. So I kind of like want to like, like maybe a little stealthily like move around the like shanties and stuff like that to like kind of get up closer to her so I can listen in on her conversation. Okay. Uh, give me, uh, give me presence and subterfuge. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's. That is going to be a 17. 17. Okay. You were able to get close enough to Millie to see, uh, not only to hear what she's saying, but to see who she's talking to. And he's, he's a bit older. He's almost 20 years older. Um, but it's Russell Turner. Okay. And they are, they are having a, a conversation about the shanty town. Okay. Um, can I, I, well, I can hear them? Yeah. Okay. And Russell says, uh, we're going to run out of room soon. I don't know what else we're going to be able to do, though. This is all we have, and unfortunately, we're not bringing in enough revenue in order to provide more space. We might be able to use one of the disused warehouses in downtown, but then it's getting people there. It's, I, I think it's gonna. I think that's just gonna complicate matters. I'm not sure. I I'm going to need to think on it. I unfortunately, this is. And she kind of looks around at the warehouse. This is already better than most could have imagined, but unfortunately, you're right. We we need more space. Do you have you had any heard any word from investors? No, unfortunately not. They love to hear the voice and they love to see the smile and they love to see Amelia Earhart, but unfortunately that's about where their generosity ends now. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to Dr. Hodgman about the possibility of pushing out the, the latest iteration of the hardware. It might maybe if we have something new and flashy to show, maybe that will get investors on board to you know, help us expand and, and we can, we have, we'll have a little bit more room. I'm right there with you, but unfortunately, I don't want to push too hard if it's not ready. I understand that, but needs must. We can talk later on that. Absolutely. <laughs> I send a message to Travis on the Game Boy. It just says, I have eyes on Millie. Something's not right. Travis, you, right now where your tour is, there's kind of, you're kind of in an observation, like a horseshoe above a large room. Okay. Uh, there's a circular pad and it's, you're wa- actually watching someone about to embark on their vacation. They, 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 uh, they step onto the platform and, uh, they are, uh, there's a technician operating a, a panel off to the side and you can't really hear what they're saying, which makes sense because it's privacy. Um, but you're what you watch as this engineer is, tapping buttons and 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 pulling on a lever and it's kind of this weird combination of like touchscreen displays and big like 60 star trek style handles and buttons um and as soon as they pull down on the lever the person on the platform they just vanish it's there's no like weird like 
blue glow. There's no wibbly wobbly effect. Um, it's just like, it's like a cut. It's mm. like, it's, it's like a sixties. It's like, it's like bewitched when someone vanishes. They're just not there anymore. Uh, I presume that I'm not the only person who like moderately gasps a little bit at it. Th- there's a there's a little bit of impressed gasping from yeah. all the other tour groups and and the other people in the tour group and and there's some light applause as they're like, wow, look at that, that's so cool. And then you get this message on your Game Boy. Uh, okay, so yeah, I kind of like shake off the shock of seeing that and I see uh the doctor's message and I realize I don't have a way of conveying a message back. So I I'm basically I have to go forward to go backward. So I'm still on the tour. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, Jess is like, so that's what the process looks like. Um, uh, we are almost done with our tour. We just got one more location to go to the gift shop. Uh, so if you want to buy any, uh, fridge magnets or, uh, uh, you know, uh, I raise my hand. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I was told there might be a chance we might be able to meet, uh, Amelia Earhart. Uh, she, we sometimes encounter her on the tours, but if we haven't seen her by now, chances are she's, she's unavailable. Oh, but I, I'm a real big fan, and I, I, I pull out the book that I took from the library <laughs> about Amelia Earhart, and I say, I was really hoping to get an autograph. I mean, I know, I know this is like not part of the tour, but anything you could do, it would just mean the world to me. Give me, give me presence and convince. Um, can I use reliable because the doctor has left me on yes, my absolutely. own? Yes, absolutely. You can, you can okay. give yourself a, is it plus okay. two for reliable? Yes, so yeah. I'm gonna start Neat. with an eight. Ooh, that's an eighteen. Ooh. Just says, uh, you know what, we might, we might be able to arrange something, um, uh, once we go through the gift shop, just stick with me and I'll see if I can. Oh, thank can, you so much. Thank you. you. So, Jesse, was it? Yes, absolutely. Travis, thank you so much. And I, I basically kind of like, Make sure I'm in her orbit, but not like, you know, uh, remaining within her periphery, but not like on top of her. Of I'm trying to like be a little cool. Eyes. <laughs> That's all I imagine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she says, yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so if everyone wants to come with me, we're going to head out through the, the gift shop. And if you want to buy, you know, fr- fridge magnets or bottle openers or uh, Amelia Earhart plush dolls and a uh, portion of the proceeds for the dolls do go to uh, uh, charity. Branded H- goggles. Any charity. Branded goggles. Brand- You've got a Amelia Amelia yeah. Hart branded goggles, the scarves. Uh, oh yeah, we have the little aviator bears with the bears wearing the Amelia <laughs> Earhart jacket, and the it's, it's adorable. It's called Amelia Bearheart. Amelia Bearheart. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It's right there, and I didn't wow. see it. Oh, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, you're you're heading to the uh, the gift shop area. Uh, Jesse is aware that you're kind of sticking close and. Um, she's, she's tapping on her tablet and clearly using some kind of messaging app. You can't really make out what's happening, but, uh, uh, she's, she's trying to make it happen for you. And then she looks at a tablet and she says, um, yeah, you know what? I think we might be able to arrange something. Uh, give me just a moment. And then back in the shanty town, um, Millie, you get, uh, uh, an IM on a small portable, uh, like a smartphone gadget, um, in your pocket. You, you feel it vibrate. Buzz, buzz. And, uh, yeah, it's a message that says there's a, there's a gentleman here who would like your autograph. And there's a picture of Travis holding the book. I'm really sorry, Russell. I have to go. Right now. And she immediately beelines it for the door. Okay. I follow. You're just gonna follow? You're gonna stay behind surreptitiously? Yeah, for now. Okay. Um, you do that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you continue the role. Give me another presence and, uh, subterfuge role. Yeah, for sure. 
I wasn't going to, but then you grabbed your dice and you were like, yeah. and I thought, you know what, let's do that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, that is going to be 15. Okay. Uh, that's yes, but. Okay. Uh, Millie, you're definitely aware that something is amiss right now. I would say that you can, it, you maybe feel like you're being followed, but you're not sure by who or what or why. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep beelining it, but I'm okay. gonna keep that in mind. Sure. Uh, you head out the restricted access door, the doors slide open, and then, um, uh, turning, coming around the corner, uh, through the, the, the first doors past R&D where the tour groups typically come in, is Jessie, who you've seen around. She, she works here. Oh yeah. Um, with, uh, with Travis, and you immediately... I immediately start picking up my pace in, to a run, and mm-hmm. immediately scoop Travis up into <laughs> a really big hug. And she's really trying to kind of keep herself together because definitely there are tears welling her eyes because okay. this is the first familiar face she's seen in five months, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse just kind of looks at, at Millie and Travis and says, Oh, uh, you know each other. I, at that point, still hugs, still hugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of like the, like you hear the, the crack, but it's more like, like when you like crack your knuckles kind oh, yeah. of thing, yeah. but to the outside ear probably just, sounds just like just let real. this happen. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, your back feels great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of going to ignore Jesse because at this point I'm going to put Travis down and I'm going to turn around because I assume the doctor is behind me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was following you, so I would yeah. Yeah. There you are. You you see the doctor right there in front of you. Yeah, and, and I'm colder yeah. than than Travis is. I, I'm kind of like I'm still suspicious of what's happening with Millie right now. So. Um, that's entirely fair because there's a bit of a standoff yeah. going on. I, yeah. I, yeah. Are, and I, yeah, are, I did are you, just, oh, sorry. I, mean, I did just see you basically talking to the guy who we knew in the past to be like a criminal. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he did kind of come around towards the end of that arc, but like, this is still an, or- an organization that we know has been very unethical in the past, and you're helping him to house fugitives, which is like better than not housing fugitives, but it feels like you're also mm-hmm. benefiting th- this company that I kind of find. Yeah. Uh, not good. Untenable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm like, Millie? Actually, I say, I, I say, Amelia? Doctor. Millie, are you, are you okay? I mean, what happened? She's made some friends. And you've lost some. Too many. I've talked to a few of them now, and, uh, well, and she kind of breaks down again. It's still really good to see you. Um, and it's kind of, yay! Can we hug? <laughs> of course. Yay! Okay. And then we hug. Um, and then a big rock. No. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, but yeah, kind of, kind of same then, deal where yeah. it's like tentative, but, but we, we definitely get in there. We, we get yeah. a little hug it out moment. Okay. Wait, cool. And I, I kind of like whisper, like as we hug, I mean, where's Roman? Uh, and then at that point, I'm going to take the ring out of my pocket because I'm going to have kept it pretty close the entire time, and I'm going to slip it into the doctor's hand. Okay, I don't. I look at it. This is a this is a ring. I don't, that... I don't look at it yet because if she's slipping yeah. it in my hand, I don't know if I want to like expose it. So I kind of like put it in my pocket, okay. but I kind of feel it, see if like I recognize like grooves mm-hmm. or anything like that. Okay, it has the. Actually, I'm going to make if you if you're doing if you're trying to feel it without looking at it, mm-hmm. I'm going to have you do awareness. Uh, let's just make this awareness and coordination. Would okay. that be an add to the turn of the universe, though, considering what it is? Yeah, I th- I'll give you, a, I'll give you a plus two for feel the turn. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask about tech adapt too. Yeah. With tech, hmm? uh, technical, technically adapt, whatever that is. Oh. Uh. Or is that just for jiggery pokery? 
That's mostly for Jiggly Pokery. Okay. Um, but you know, you have Vortex, right? Did you have Vortex? Give yourself, another, give yourself a plus two for Vortex. Say so the plus well. two for Turn of the Universe, plus two for Vortex, mm-hmm. and then, okay, so it's... Okay. Yes. Okay, that is going to put me in 19. Okay, that's very, very good. Um, so you recognize mm-hmm. this ring. This is a ring, this is a ring that belongs to Roman. Um, it's actually a ring that you, Remember Romana having when, when, when she was, you know, tra- traveling with you a long time ago. Um, but you're also able to tell, it's not just any ring, this is actually a time ring. Okay. For those of you who don't know, in classic Doctor Who, sometimes a time ring was used to send people traveling through time without the aid of a time capsule like a TARDIS. Okay. Um, um and so I'm gonna slip the ring, uh, into the doctor's hand and I'm just going to say, I don't know. Okay, well, before I do what this probably wants me to do, um, is there somewhere we can go, we can talk, where it's... Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to dismiss Jesse, and I guess I would probably have quarters on property, so can we just go to my quarters? Yeah, you definitely have. Neat! I I asked Jesse to bring us tea. Uh, (laughs) That's the only request before she leaves. Jesse nods and says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring some along right away, the usual? Yes, thank you. Okay. Oh, um, great! It is when we arrive at the quarters. Uh, I I can either spend a story point or roll for it, but I want to do a sonic sweep to try to like disengage any sort of listening devices that are in the room. Um, if you want to, well, we got to check actually. Okay. Uh, if you want to do uh, ingenuity and tech. Okay. Okay. Well, I rolled two Daleks, so <laughs> oh, that ooh. is going to be snake eyes. That is going to be. So that's a that's a fourteen. Okay. Um thirteen. As as near as you can tell, nothing happens. Okay. Uh you don't detect anything that needs to be disabled, so okay. I'm also gonna at that point kind of know you don't need to do that here, Doctor, I assure you. Well you'd be surprised. Um Lenny, what's happening? You all left. What do you, what what do you mean what's happening? You you all left me and then I've been here. I was sent into the future. And I have had no one to talk to, and I have been trying to find my way, and... What? what you disappeared. I can't... We didn't leave, and we tried to find you. Roman said he had you. <sighs> We've been trying to find you ever since. He's been gone. I, I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've been... He sent me here, um, and I have had to adjust. And... I'm grounded now. What, what, what does that mean? I'm stuck. I, I've had nowhere to go. I, they, 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 you know, I, we're trying to help people by, uh, the, the, uh, uh, we've, we've been trying to use this company. Russell Turner. Wait, Russell in- Turner? Yes. Your influence has shown magnitudes. Uh, he is rehabilitated. We are using the funds from this, uh, this staycation facility in my face and my voice and my story to, help raise money to help other people displaced in time. Because it seems that there's more of us than we anticipated. So all these all these people in these warehouses, where are they from? Everywhere. We we find them. They they wound up here. They need somewhere to stay. There's so many of them and we can't help all of them. And it's the only thing that I can do now. And so this is what I've been doing, this is what's been going on. I have no idea where Roman is. I had no idea where any of you were. And so, here we are. What is this place? 
It's staycation, baby. No, the, not just the, not just the building. This planet, this place. Where? Why are there so many people just turning up out of time? How do, does Russell know anything? I we have been assuming that this is normal, because I mean, who were we? Who were me and Travis when you picked us up? We were abandoned in time. We were. But you were pulled out. by a machine. You weren't just randomly located in a place. They were. They were actively pulling you from time. Someone was controlling that. And apparently that's some of the cases with some of our people. Some of them slip through cracks. Some of them arrive and they don't know why they've been displaced, but... But they all come here, right? The ones that we found. We haven't gotten a chance to go off planet with this yet. We don't have enough space. Were they arriving before staycation or was staycation created as a, as a cover for what's happening? Uh, if you don't know in character, you can say you don't know, but... I think the whole thing's a cover. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Like if it's because you've only been here for five months and it's a twenty-year program. Yeah. Um, Millie, can you can you get Russell Turner to come here without arousing too much suspicion for the facility? Gladly. Um, and I will, I guess, pull out my little cell phone telephone device, uh, and shoot a very subtle text message on a private server that is not owned by whatever the phone company is. Ba-boom. WhatsApp. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it is the 51st century, and there is only WhatsApp. <laughs> Russell, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. No. Eggplant, eggplant, water drops, pumpkin. I don't. Siren. Uh, <laughs> Cyberman head because it's the 51st century. Do emojis. Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Russell gets that message, and he uh, uh, he. There's a couple of there's a couple of minutes before he's going to get there. So Good. you guys have a conversation. Yeah. If yeah. You yeah have. Mill- Millie. I, First of all, could not be more relieved that you're okay, but I just know that we have been looking for you this whole time. It's, you were not left. We, last we saw you at the, at the platform, uh, we rose it from the ocean and cracked open the shell and you were gone and we had no idea where you were and we had to break the randomizer off of the TARDIS and hope that we would find you and Thankfully, we did, but just know that we, you've never been out of our thoughts, and we have been doing absolutely everything to get back to you. It's just, you know, traveling with a doctor, we've, you and I have learned that space and time is a big damn place, and there are just a lot of places to look, and we wish we could have found you sooner. I can understand that, Travis. I, I really can. Um, you haven't been left. I, you don't know what it's been like. You don't know what it's been like to be by yourself. I actually do know what it's like to be by yourself. So I've heard. Roman told me that you two used to travel together and that you really can travel forever and ever and ever until the day that you realize you can't do it anymore. And I never realized that that day would be taken away from me. But it was. So it wasn't you're here now. We can we can leave now. We can run to my TARDIS now. Well, we got to figure out how. To I have responsibilities it. now, Doctor. The same way that you do. I have a responsibility to all of these people who look to me and who need me to raise the money to to do the the events to do all these things for this event that didn't even happen that I haven't even been to. I've read my own story now. That's why I'm here. I'm the voice. I'm the face. 
for all of these people to rely on. This is the moment when the the uh, the, the the buzzer on the door does the little perfect timing. All right, so bit of boop is that <laughs> yes Jesse or is that uh, is that Russell Turner? It's uh, you'll find out when you open the door. Actually, you hear this one. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, do I open the door or is it a space door? Hold it's, on. It's it's a it's a next gen situation with the the, the buzzer and then you have to yell uh, yell a word at it. Okay. Open. Deal. <laughs> Picked <laughs> one. <Bats>. And then <laughs> the door. Door. Oh, yes, I yelled door. Uh, uh, the door opens and Russell Turner's on the other side and he sees uh, he sees the three of you and he says, oh, oh, what a what a what a delightful reunion this is it's it's i i can't tell you how 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 great it is to, hang on let me come inside he steps inside and the door closes behind him and he says i i i never thought i'd get to meet you guys again i'd hoped with with miss Earhart here that i would get that opportunity but i rushed towards him and i pinned him against the wall okay uh Save i need me for doing it well, <laughs> i need you to roll uh, strength and athletics, please. Oh, uh, good thing my strength is lowered uh, uh, oh, from the damage. Sorry, strength, strength and fighting. Sorry, this is technically uh, combat. It's cool. not technically combat in the sense I'm going to like t- ask about. I, the I start with a three it. on this. Do okay. I get anything yes. for brave? Yeah, I'm going to give you a plus two for brave. And Neat. do I get anything for devotion? Because uh, this is absolutely me sticking up for the the rest of the party. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a plus two for devotion. Okay, thank God. I get more of my buffs than my actual stats. <laughs> so, yes, yes, seven yes, going yes. in. <laughs> uh, fourteen. Okay, fourteen versus. What's your AC? Uh, oh, I've got a I've got a, ro- a counter roll for that, so it's gonna no, be. No, no. Ho ho! Perception he, check. He uh, explodes. Uh, um. Okay, so I uh rush him and I kind of put like my forearm um up against kind of his sternum like not so much on the um not so much on his throat but like you know kind of getting like a secure like you yeah what are you doing here what have you done to millie i haven't i haven't done it anything we're just we're just trying to help people who need help uh, they're just Tra- they're... travis let him go let him go travis thank you thank you but let him go very begrudgingly let... like and then I shall get the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Mr. Turner, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We're, we're a little bit suspicious. You can understand why. Um, but tell me what happened. When? Start from the top. What is happening? Well, it's, it's been about 20 years since you encountered me at the museum and that encounter, you guys really changed me that day. It took me a while. I, I was, I was on the run for a little while and, and then I found myself here. Colony 47, and it just did, there was just a lot of people here who needed somewhere, they needed somewhere to be, and it turns out a lot of these people are not from here. Not from this planet, but not from this point in space and time, and I wondered, you know, how did, how did my actions as, as head of talent acquisition at Epoch, how did that affect people? All these people who don't have somewhere to go, don't, they're, they're lost. They are lost. They have nothing. And I felt I had to do something about that. And I wasn't kidding, uh, Doctor. We really have been trying. I believe you. I just need to know what's going on. I'm trying to figure out. A, look, what you're doing is great, but it's a stopgap, and it's not going to last forever. I heard you say it yourself. You don't have enough money to cover needing to expand, and you already are out of space. So we have to figure out 
what's causing this, and how to save these people for real. Well, that's that's part of what the Staycation Dome is about. There's something about this colony, this planet, the 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 membrane of reality. Our, our my R and D people have discovered was exceptionally thin here, and we're not sure why. And that's when we hit upon the idea of the Staycation Dome. The this of this this technology that would allow us to push people into parallel universes, not just for vacations. It's not just a. It, that's how we raise money, but. That, that could allow us, if we can open a gap wide enough, we could send people, maybe send them home, but if not to their home, maybe somewhere where they have something, not just this, this half-life in a warehouse with converted storage crates. I used all of the money that I had embezzled from Epoch Talent to set up the Vacation Dome. So they really are traveling to parallel universes when they go to this dome. It's not, it's not smoke and mirrors. It's not some sort of gag or some sort of trick that's really happening. This is the real deal. And you're sure the people who are coming through to our side are from our world and not from not the same portals you're creating? We give everyone who is going on a staycation, we give them a, 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 a wristband. Um, I, I think the most the, the closest ana- analogy, seeing Travis here, I guess uh, something like a like a, a pebble or a, what is what are those things? Those things called those watches? You know those watches that people have? I I can't remember what they're called. The Men in Black watches. The Men in Black watches. The triangular watches. Yes, the Toblerone watches. That's what they're called. Uh, and those those kind of monitor their their unique signature everyone from every paolo universe has their own signature and we're able to monitor that once they reach the end of the time that they pay for we pull them back real quickly maybe we should cut out the men in black joke because it's going to be three months from now when the <laughs> airs and it won't be quite yeah. as funny of it yeah okay it's fine okay. well i mean the movie will be out on blu-ray that's true okay it's fine <laughs> also, it's weirdly it's a call back to earlier the so. men in black oh. is timeless it's that's fine <laughs> that's why you need to watch <laughs> yeah. get it okay. all right sorry so you said the thing about uh so you that so you'll show the people are that was you explaining your show people who yes. leave are the ones who want to come back. Our, our, uh, our head of R&D, uh, Dr. Hodgman, she does a spectacular job of... She's not just developing better ways for us to send people to parallel universes. She's developing ways for us to try to send people back to their own... Not just to their own time, but to their own places. And if those places no longer exist, as we've discovered with some of these people in some of our pre- preliminary tests, to a universe where they can live happily. And you've checked, you've checked all these people who have been, appeared here, and you're not, not the ones who have gone on the trips, the ones that are in the warehouses, the ones that you're trying to find homes for. Are they from our universe? There's nothing to indicate that they're not, there's, and there's so many of them. Okay. Um, well, something is not right here. I have a, just this vague sense of dread in the back of my mind. I know I've been here before, but I don't know how, I don't know when. I don't know if I'm responsible for what's happening here, maybe. I don't know. But, but Roman brought you here, and he must have had a reason Roman. for it. Roman? You, we've talked about... You know Roman? You know Roman? Yeah, Roman helped me set up the the, the camps when we first set up the, the staycation dome. He helped, com- he com- by hand, converted at least half of the, the storage crates that we have into, into livable places he he couldn't stay long and he would kind of come and go sometimes he would be gone for for years but um he always looked more or less the same when we saw him sometimes a little bit of gray in the temple sometimes not it was weird but yeah this, i i owe 
so much of what we've accomplished here today to to Roman. So Roman brought you here for a reason. Roman helped you do this for a reason. Roman protected us at the meat market for a reason. And then I reach in my pocket and I pull out the ring and I look at it and I slip it on my finger. And nothing happens. Okay. Okay. Your yeah, finger falls off. Well, that's disappointing. Ooh, that's anticlimactic. I thought that was going to be a thing. Uh, unfortunately, Doctor, I think uh, the last of its power that that we were able to to uh, uh, discern was mostly uh, uh, dissipated after uh, I was sent here. He used this to send you here. Yes. Okay. Uh, Russell Turner. He 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 looks to you all and he says, "Listen, if you guys want to help, the best person to speak to at this point would probably be." Uh, Dr. Hodgman. She, no one knows more about what is happening here with the, the membrane of reality and the, the, pe- the, the, the people slipping through time. No one knows more about it than her. She is the smartest person possibly on this planet. Okay. Let's, let's go see her. Let's go talk to her. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, he leads you guys down the hall and out to, uh, to R&D, to the R&D department that you guys walked past earlier when you, uh, were on, on your tour. And, uh, the door opens and it's just, it's d- just Dr. Hodgman in here at the moment. When, uh, when you guys were, you did your tour earlier, there were like, there was like a small team here of like three or four people. Now it's just her. She uh, who we were waving at? Yes, she was okay. the one you were All waving right. at. Yes. yes. Okay, when we walk in, I see her, I immediately wave at her again. Uh, she, uh, she, she has her back to you and then she, she turns and sees you waving and goes, Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hello. Hi. Uh, you hello. guys were on the, the tour earlier? Yeah, uh, we were. Uh, Dr. Hodgman, these are personal friends of mine, and I think that they have a few questions uh, that might be able to help with some of the issues that we've been having. Uh, if you have a moment to answer them, do they? How much? How much have you told them? All of it. All of. Well, most of it, a bit of it, quite a bit, a little bit. Picking them all. This is some good doctoring. <laughs> Dr. Hodgman says so. Dr. Hodgman says, so you're aware that the, the membrane of reality here is very, very, very thin? Yes, did you know, do you know why? Do you know what's causing it? Do you know how long it's been happening? Is it, has it been longer than 25 years? Has it been more? I don't know. It, as far as we can tell, the membrane of reality around here has, has always been this thin. There have always been things that have been able to slip through here, mostly through time, occasionally from other realities, and, uh. So things are coming out of it as well? Things have been, Things have been slipping through for a while now, possibly since before even the Staycation Dome was, well, absolutely before the Staycation Dome was established, because that's kind of why we established it. But we've been working hard to try to close the gap. Um, but, uh, well, I, uh, uh, Amelia Russell, I, I didn't want to say anything to you early, but we, we think we may have cracked it. And, uh, uh, dramatic look up. Dramatic, dramatic <laughs> look up from both Millie and and Russell. And Russell says, "You think you've cracked it? Cracked? You like like properly cracked it?" And uh, Doctor Hodgman says, "Yes, yes. Um, well, the the science is perhaps more more alchemy than science, but we we think we found a way to um to 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 maybe it's maybe it'd be easier if I if 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 I I." I showed you. Um, sure, go come ahead. with me, and sh- and she starts to walk you guys uh, out of the R and D department and down the hallway. Uh, As we're walking, I get out my psychic paper, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna send a message trying to reach Roman with it, and it just says, "Where are you?" Okay. Um, do you want to roll for that, or do you want to send a, spend a story point? Um, I'll roll for it. Okay. Uh, give me ingenuity and. 
ingenuity and what do you what do you think? Hmm. Doctor, time traveler. Um. Wait, what the second thing? Um. Maybe ingenuity and either technology or maybe maybe knowledge. I was thinking convince maybe. I'm rolling to see if I'm not trying. I I I'm not the the GM, but I would say technology because this is less about if he answers and more about me even being able to get. So give me ingenuity and technology. Um, you do you have any like psychic or anything like that on your? Uh, yeah, I'm psychic. Okay, give yourself a plus two for psychic. Okay. Okay, so that is a thirteen plus six to make that into a nineteen plus four to make that into a twenty-three. Okay, but fancy number on today. Michael, make a note of that, please. Um, so as, as you're walking, uh, Dr. Hodgman looks at, at, at you and says, uh, so where are you, where are you, where are you from? How did you get here? Um, kind of the same way I got to your previous facility. Kind of just showed up one day out of the blue. I was kidnapped by him. Uh, Russell Turner says, uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, in fairness, I was a, I was a different man. Up, 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 up. He, he makes a compelling point. Okay. Yeah. Right, fair Admitting enough. where we were wrong. Yes. We've talked about this. I, I, that, that you're absolutely right. It's not something I'm, I'm, Ownership of? and redemption. Thank you, thank you. I I kind of like a beaming smile to see this interaction <laughs> happen. I'm like very proud of Millie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Dr. Hodgman continues. So you you just kind of arrived, or yeah, sort of. I mean, I didn't. I I have a ship, but it's not working right now. Okay, that's unusual. Uh, How come the TARDIS isn't working? Um, we. Kind of yeah, broke it so trying to find you. No, that's not quite. I just it, there's an energy issue. That's probably probably whatever's causing the membrane thing is also affecting its power circuits. I don't know, um, but I know that it's here and it's it's afraid of whatever's happening here. Doctor Hodgman, have we experienced any uh, uh, strange electrical issues recently? Uh, nothing, nothing electrical. Uh, and she uh, she looks at her 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 lilac tablet and she swipes up and she said, "We did have, we had a leak from one of the uh, transpose pads um, earlier today. Someone who was not one of our um, one of our vacationers, one of our staycationers, materialized on the pad. Now that's never happened before. We had uh, usually when people fall through the membrane, it they they will appear." Uh, somewhere else. Uh, this is the first time it's ever happened on one of our pads. But, and she put, puts a finger in the air and points very emphatically, very enthusiastically. But that that gave us the strongest reading we've ever been able to get of someone passing through the membrane because it was right on top of our equipment. All right, I probably should have been informed about that earlier, Doctor. Would you like to meet this individual? Yes. Un- unfortunately, they're they they were shot by security and killed. I'm sorry. What? I I'm not happy about it either. They, there was a there was a member of our security team in the transpose room. The person appeared. They had a gun. All right. Where are they? Just, this has the body? never happened before. So yes, take us to that security guard immediately. Okay. I want to see right. the body of the person you, murdered. You want to go to security first? Okay. Um. All right. Follow me. And and Dr. Hodgman uh, leads you, um, uh, to the security room. Where a security guard is sitting there in a kind of slightly futuristic looking version of a security guard's uniform, a transparent plastic tie, because I, that I've just decided in the moment that would be quite cool. 
Um, and, uh, he's, he immediately sees, uh, uh, Russell Turner and, uh, Dr. Hodgman and, uh, goes from sitting in kind of a casual, like, not really paying attention, maybe playing on his phone stance to just immediately, like, sits up, accidentally knocks his coffee off the table and goes, ah, shoot. Uh, what, what, what's, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the, what's up? Well, you're never gonna be employed a month that way. <laughs> you're looking at Mr. April. I was a bodybuilder before I became a security <laughs> guard. What can I do for you? That's, that's skins. All right. Um, he does not look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. He's let himself go. Uh, and, uh, uh, Dr. Hodgman says, uh, we need, we need to see the, uh, we need to see the body. And the security guard goes, well, uh, all right, uh, come, come with me. We have, uh, we have the, the medical, security medical room is just through here and he, he goes through a, a doorway into uh, kind of a cold and sterile uh, kind of medical room um, that uh, mostly just mostly it's like some medical tables and some chairs and but there are a couple of drawers just in case um, like a, like a morgue couple a couple of those metal drawers and uh, he walks over to one of the drawers marked uh, two and he says uh, yeah we put we put her uh, we put her in here uh, obviously we confiscated the weaponry uh, which had, had a weapon. She had a, she had a gun, yeah. One of the reasons, I mean, I'm, I'm actually the agent who, who took her down and, uh, she, uh, you know, she, she appeared on the pad and she had, uh, she had a rifle. And, uh, she was in, uh, she was very confused and aggressive and I, I took a shot. I was just trying to incapacitate. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I, apparently I'm a very bad, very good shot and I'm very, I'm, I, this, this has been plaguing me for the, for for most of the last few hours. To be honest, I asked if I could go home, and they said no. But uh, anyway, let me. And he and, and he he puts his hands on the drawer, and he he slides open, and there's nothing in there. And he looks at it kind of surprised, and then he goes to the other drawer and he pulls it open, and there's nothing in there either. And he says she she, she was just she was just here. I, I I literally helped load her body into this drawer like not even three hours ago. I'm gonna scan the drawer. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, ingenuity and technology. Okay. Okay. That is going to be 18. Okay. There's definitely uh, uh, residual Artron energy uh, in, in draw number two, which is where he said that the body was supposed to be. Um, but uh, no body. Okay. Uh, are, there's got to be security cameras everywhere. Can we see tapes of what happened? Absolutely, yeah. We got CCT to CCC. We got those camera things. We got them everywhere. Uh, and he walks over to the. Um... It's good to know that surveillance technology hasn't improved in the 51st century. Yeah. <laughs> CCTV, cool. We have. Uh, hey, bro, don't fix it. It's it's cybercrime tracking. Okay. Video. Video. Yeah. Tom <laughs> Cruise it's, it's... is in the background, casually typing away yeah. at a computer screen. It's Eight trillion K, though. Yeah. Like the the definition is that good. <laughs> Actually, oh, the yeah. technology's cyclical, so they've looped back rounds to like it's PAL, it's PAL fifty. So, uh, yeah, we're in America. We use NTSC. Thank you. <laughs> no. Well, on Colony forty seven, <laughs> they don't know what an America is. That's you know what? Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he walks over to the computer and he he uh, he. And it's Doctor Who, so it's always going to be PAL. Sorry. I, I, no, I, <laughs> he moves his hand in front of the, uh, in front of the display in a way that's kind of reminiscent of the film Minority Report. Um, and brings up a display, um, uh, and, uh, just the words no data is on the screen. And he says, oh, that's weird. Hang on. Let me try to wind it back. 
What a surprise. And, and I am so shocked. There's no data. It looks like, it's like someone's come in and they haven't just wiped that feed. They've wiped all of the footage. And he, and he, he does some more like kind of gently confusing hand motions while Russell and, uh, and, Do- and, and Dr. Hodgman and also Millie a little bit because you've been here for five months. So this is, this like is, you're watching intently. You kind of, yeah. you know a little bit how to use this stuff Indeed. now. Indeed. I do want to send a text message to Jesse and, uh, cause presumably she would know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to send one to her saying check on the refugees. Okay. You do that. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, the security guard says, yeah, the f- all, all of our security footage from the last seven days is gone. Hodgman sa- and Hodgman says, that's, that's most irregular. Um, well, it's amazing. Uh, uh, it tends to be when you run a clandestine operation, you eventually get sabotage. Something's happening. We should, do you remember? And she turns to the security guard and says, do you remember which transpose pad this happened on? The security guard says, uh, yeah, it was, uh, transpose pad two. And Hodgman says, it might make sense for us to go and, and investigate Transpose Pad 2 in case there are any leads over there. Um, any. It was also Drawer 2, if I recall correctly. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, sec- sorry, what security guard? What's, what's your name? My name is, uh, uh, I, I want to do something. Um, <laughs> no, pl- no, 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 I don't, I, no. Yeah. Uh, my name is, uh, is, is, is Keith. Keith, um, you said that this, uh, person who appeared had a weapon where did you store this weapon uh the weapon would be in uh in uh impounded in the uh storage locker can we make sure that it's still there yeah absolutely yeah it's it's actually it's just behind my desk and he points to a, a nice tall locker and he, pu- he 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 pulls out a key fob and taps it up against the the the, the handle and the handle flashes green to indicate it's unlocked and he opens the door there's no rifle in there. Oh, what a shock. I'm so sup- I'm, I can't even anymore. Alright, um, <laughs> take us to the base. Take us to the, the pad. Yeah, sure. Uh, 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 Hodgman says, uh. Is there uh, gonna be a pad when we get there? Is that gonna go on too? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hodgman says, uh, Keith, you, you stay here in case something happens. Me and. Yeah, Keith's got a real eye for, you know, security. Let's, let's hey, keep come him on in now. That's just me. Um, uh, and Dr. Hodgman says, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take us to transpose pad two. We have, uh, we have uh, about five pads that we use to transpose people to parallel universes. Two is the one that is used the most because it's, uh, it has the widest band so we can get to some pretty far, far, far universes with it. So let's head over there now. And, uh, and yeah, she starts to lead you towards the, uh, um, uh, towards the transpose pad room. We go there. And then you're there. Um, this is a, it's a, it's a fairly large circular room. It's dimly lit except for a single, it's, it's the room that you, it's not the exact same location, but it's a tra- one of those rooms mm. with the circular pad in the middle where people were being teleported and then there's a control panel off to the side. Right. And, uh, Dr. Hodgman, uh, uh, she puts a hand on the thing and the door opens and then she says, well, this is, this is transpose pad two. This is where she, uh, this is where she would have appeared. So. Do you have any sort of communication devices or radios that are in this room, like, like some sort of signaling device? We, I mean, there's a, there's a, 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 a kind of a radio built into the, the control panel. And... I go over to the radio. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of scanning through channels to see if I can find, like, a signal that's been, like, hidden somewhere. Like, like if, I'm assuming if somebody is, is planning something, mm-hmm. then they've probably been relaying something to each other. And so I'm looking for signals that, like... Maybe people who are normally monitoring regular channels wouldn't discover, mm. but like somebody who's looking for other channels might find one. Okay. Um, yeah, give me, 
Give me ingenuity and technology. Okay. That is going to be it's going to be a 20. That's a that's a good roll. Neat. Um you don't find any signals, but there is a strange energy signature coming from the transpose pad itself. Okay. Um and uh yeah. Okay. I'm going to try to like hone in on whatever that energy signature is. Try to figure out what it is in origin. Okay. Um, there's, there's a, a, a larger than usual, uh, buildup of Artron energy on and around the pad. Okay. Out of character, Artron, like, what is it typically used for? It's been a while since I've heard it. Uh, Artron energy is, within Doctor Who, it's kind, it's... It's time travel sauce. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like tachyon pulses, but yeah. Doctor yeah, Who's it's version. Yeah, it's chronotons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. it, it, it accumulates like around people travel who have time travel. Yeah. Yeah. You just slather All yourself right. in that time travel yeah. sauce. Um, yeah. I'm gonna see if... By studying the signal, the energy, if I can kind of trace back, like reverse engineer where it started from. Okay. Like the origin point of the yeah. signal. Yeah. Let's see what role that would be. Let's see. That is probably going to be, let's say, ingenuity and just off the top of my head, technology. Uh, with vortex as a, as a buff. Cool. Okay. That is only going to be a 16. Okay. Um, I'm going to make that a yes, but, um, you can definitely, uh, pinpoint there's, that it's, it's alternate energy that's kind of spreading out, uh, and you can kind of detect this from the sonic. It's spreading out through not just your universe, but into other universes. Okay. And if you had to guess right now, it's probably from where people have been transposed a lot and, uh, it, there's, there's a lot of traffic that has come from this pad. Um, but, okay. uh, you're not able to pinpoint, like, final destinations, just that it kind of splinters off into these kind of cobwebs of, of, uh, Artron energy. I'm gonna walk over to where that energy is, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take the ring that I have, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna place it in the energy and see if I can actually charge the ring at all from the, tra- the energy that's, like, remaining and left over there. Nice. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, you, you, uh, you do that, and the ring does seem to kind of c- catch the light in an interesting way. Uh, but it doesn't change in any perceivable way to you. It's still inert. It's not doing anything. Okay. So I have a question for for you all. Is there a particular location, uh, a universe that you send to 10 people to a lot? Is there like a more popular one or one that's like more trendy or just more conducive to your technology? Russell Turner says, uh, well, I mean, probably one of the most popular requests we get. Everyone wants to be... Well, James Bond. They want to be a spy. They want the the tight body suits, and we we do send a lot of people to. There's this kind of cluster of universes that we refer to as the. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a dumb joke, but we refer to it as Cluster 007. Um, of all these kind it's, of very it's a dumb joke. It's it's profoundly stupid. I, I know. I was this. truly worried you were going to say the Adventure Zone. I'm so <laughs> glad you did. I thought you were going to call it the Broccoli Cluster. <laughs> Ooh. I would have guessed it was the universe where they're on the tenth season of Firefly, but okay. <laughs> we all know that most universes Firefly loses its luster after season three. Let's not. We've, I know. We've had this, I know. Listen, we've had this conversation. I've already <laughs> said to you when Mal when Mal lo- loses an eye, the show jumps the shark. Like it's just it's just not good anymore. So okay? you've managed to binge all of Firefly and also miss it in the five months you've been here. Okay. <laughs> well, that's just the most popular universe we send people to. That checks out. Travis, Travis, Travis looks at the doctor and says, "What's Firefly?" You bet. Uh, you'll, you'll find out. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Um, to be, be glad you don't know. Because <laughs> it's 
Yep. The thing is, uh, as ethical as your plans may have been, and you're using this technology to help people here, you're still sending people into other universes, which means you're interrupting people's lives. They're innocent people have had done nothing to you until now. And I think what's happening now is that someone is poking you back. Uh, it's like the mission statement for Epoch in any of its variations. You hear a voice from the darkness say, that's a very interesting theory. And, and you recognize this voice immediately as Jesse. But before you get a chance to react, um, laser glass comes down from the ceiling and surrounds you all, except for Dr. Hodgman, who's just outside of the circle. And Jesse steps out of the, uh, the shadows, um, drinking a cup of tea. Very That's nice. my tea! Anyway. And, uh, and she says, That's uh, my tea evil of you. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and she says, uh, the poking is, is technically coming from outside, but it's also kind of coming from inside the house a little bit. And Dr. Hodgman says, yeah, we've, we've done a really good, really good work here. Um, by the way, I have to say, I'm amazed that neither you, Amelia, nor Russell Turner noticed what I would call a sharp change in personality, maybe about two and a half weeks ago? You, did you not know? No? no. Oh, cool. Well, we don't really hang out. You, 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 know, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't Sorry. know that. I'm new here. Sorry. You mm. might you might be looking for uh, uh, your Dr. Hodgman. I'm afraid your Dr. Hodgman has been dead for, yeah, about two and a half weeks now. Cool. During this time, I'm going to have been slowly putting my hand behind my back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, because my wrencheroo, something that I probably yeah. have not pulled out in front of this crew this entire time, yeah. is still in my jacket, cool. as well as my Game Boy. So I'm just yeah. going to slowly put my hand around, uh, just kind of like the small of my back being like, sure. okay, wrencheroo is there. I might have to Wonder Woman style this yeah. here in a minute. Um, Dr. Hodgman begins walking over to the uh, to the console, and, and, uh, and she says, you know, I wasn't sure um, what your intentions were until I heard the word TARDIS. Millie said the word oh, TARDIS. I did, okay. yeah. And I'm the one who messed it up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Millie, you play the role very well. Are you actually Amelia Earhart, or were you also sent by the Time Lords? I suppose it doesn't really matter now. I should say that I'm not sent by the Time Lords. Almost, almost the literal opposite Let's, of that. <laughs> you know, we don't have to... We, we don't have to pretend anymore. I'm I... not. No, trust me. A little, literal opposite. Whatever they are doing, a literal opposite side of the universe from it. So, well, that's. I mean, that's. That's interesting. But you see, we have uh, we have a nice thing going here, thanks to the technology that has been developed by the original Doctor Hodgman, and by the uh, thanks to the money that that. Uh, that Russell Turner has been funneling into our in, into the into our department. I have to say. Not a smart move. We we went to you, Mr. Turner, with uh, requests for more money in exchange for helping you cover up your your little shanty town and keeping that hidden from the government here at uh, base at uh, Colony Forty Seven. And uh, you really shouldn't have given us all that power. She starts pressing buttons on the console. She she looks to you now, Doctor, and she says, "You know, you're not actually the first Time Lords that have uh, that have, have dropped by the Staycation Dome. We've gotten very good at." Uh, at destroying time, killing time lords. You know, very. I would say it's efficient. It took, it took us a couple of goes to figure it out, but we definitely now have uh, time lord killing down to a science. You see, one, one of the things we discovered 
with this technology. And actually, the, uh, the, the circular panel in the middle of the room, that's largely cosmetic. We can transpose anyone from anywhere, any time, all from this panel. And uh, all we have to do is send you somewhere and not pick a destination. If I don't pick a destination, I hit the transpose button, I pull this lever, you guys are just going to get scattered across the multiverse like sprinkles on an intergalactic map. Now, I've not, I've not personally seen this. Jesse has usually handled the dispatching of the Time Lords before, so I'm pretty keen to see how this is going to pan out. So uh, I'm just going to put my hand on this lever here and uh, give it a tug. I'm going to, like, shove my hand with the ring on it into the field of energy that's still there, mm-hmm. and I will spend story points if I have to with my Sonic, but I want to, like, direct more energy in my ring to activate my ring so I can travel through time. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm not going to have you spend any story points because that's dope as. So any story points that you were going to spend, I would give back to you immediately. Okay. You do that at the same time mm-hmm. as Dr. Hodgman pulls the lever, and there is an unexpected surge of energy and a ripple of power crackling through the enclosure of the laser glass and then the four of you including Russell Turner are gone